Top Lobster's in the house. Let's get it. It is Sunday night. It is 6 o'clock Eastern. You know where the place to be is because you're already here. Our quote tonight is from Rose Wilder Lane. When men stand up, or when men set up an imaginary authority, I can read, I promise. When men set up an imaginary authority armed with force, they destroy all opportunity to exercise their natural freedom. And we have witnessed that in spades <laughs> for, for quite a bit here. We have a special guest here tonight. Um, he is uh, he has started to to kind of make a name for himself in a big way in uh, in libertarian circles and uh, and and in uh, in other circles that are starting to where we're starting to find friends and allies outside of even like traditional libertarian circles. Um, Top Lobster joins us. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. It's been man, we scheduled this like two months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to grind <laughs> through uh, getting getting everybody uh, everybody who we wanted to try to have on on, and so uh, anyway, glad we finally got you on here. For sure. Yeah, I might have been in New York when I like accepted, and then that's why I told you guys I was in flux, but yeah. we're out here now and we're doing it. So where are you at now? <laughs> I'm in Florida. I'm in uh, like north of Orlando. How you, like it there? How you like it in Florida? Florida. It's yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's free. People leaving me alone. And I I guess, you know, the place that we bought over here is more of like uh it's how I want to live. So mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm happy. Sure. Yeah. Nice. So, so man, they weren't leaving yeah. you alone in New York? Eh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, I know. We know the answer to that question. It's just uh what were you gonna say, Marcus? Same thing. You you yeah. stole stole it right out of my mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. was it just because of the like lockdowns, or were you like, I just don't want to pay a shit ton of taxes? What was the the impetus? Boy, I mean, where do you start? Uh, actually, so when I married my wife, we kind of like, even when we were dating, we we always agreed like this isn't really the place for us. But she had a job, and then I got a job, and I was tied down there. Then you have kids. You know, and, and your whole your whole life structure is there. You're born there, so your family's there and all that. And it's just kind of hard to escape. Then COVID happens and it shakes up it shake it shook up a lot of things. And I saw how, you know, the government treated my friends and how the just the people in general around us mm -hmm. were acting and and I said, you know what, now's the time. Now's the time to get out of here. Uh should have done it earlier. And uh you know, we've we've paid the price for it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> For not for leaving sure. sooner. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually want to want to dig into that a little bit because like we were talking, we had our church festival this weekend and I, I probably talked to five, 10 people and they all said the same thing. Like they're ready to retire to Florida. I'm like, yeah, the only thing is I think I need about another $5 million to be able to, <laughs> to be able to retire there because like how, how was that like finding a place that wasn't, you know, going to cost you an arm and a leg and like your next three children? both the testicles you know <laughs> <laughs> yes it was nearly nearly impossible i mean uh, we it, according to like last year's prices or two years ago the the place that we bought should probably be like 100k cheaper but mm. 
it's it's a matter of do you want to do this or not mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i had a good paying job in new york and now i i have a, a job here but it pays a little bit less but it's the question of do you want to do this or not do you mm -hmm. want to continue to make excuses or mm. do you want to live by live by your principles or at least like mm. give your kids a, a better way of life, you know? Nice. And that's that's really what it came down to. Uh, so one of the I, I've spoke with I actually spoke with Dave Smith in Florida at the LP convention about this. <clears throat> and I haven't really mentioned it much on other podcasts because I do like crazy podcasts. But uh, yeah, yeah my, I saw you <laughs> little bracket. That That's some wild. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, all right. We'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that stuff. I'm just faster, wondering how the but, fats uh, beat the Jews. That's all I'm wondering. About. You know, that's what understand. I'm wondering too. But like I think how? they changed. They, they changed my mind on it at the end. I was like, you know what? You guys might be right. <laughs> oh shoot. Anyway, yeah, I was I was telling Dave Smith about like you know because his son had issues when he was born, but mm. my son thank God was healthy, but he's he, he's a bit speech delayed right now and mm. uh the more i look into it the more i talk with uh we, we got teachers for them like uh you know speech therapists and things like mm -hmm. that and i hear from everybody they said you know the last two years the cases have been crazy like every mm -hmm. every kid is speech delayed or something up and it could be the masks it could be maybe in the beginning you know no one was going outside or even now people are still kind of like iffy about each other in, in definitely in blue states or at least New York where I was from. So a big mistake was staying there, hanging out for the entirety of COVID because mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think we did pay the price. Well, my, my kids paid the price. So, but you know what? We're doing it right now. Now we're out mm -hmm. here in a free place. Mm -hmm. You could see people's faces w with the kids. It's a lot about uh, the impressionability of, and facial expressions of strangers yes. specifically. Absolutely. You know, they see what? my face. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, um, what was or what was or is um, your family's view on this whole situation? Did it affect you guys? Like um, your, your close family, like if you have siblings, brothers, mom, you know. Oh, like was there some clash? Yeah, on, yeah. was on there was ever a clash when you were originally in New York when you lived out there, and then when before you know uh, Florida? Yeah, that's a complicated one. Um, yeah, I guess there was a clash. My parents don't necessarily agree with me politically, but they're not. <laughs> They're not Democrats either, but, you know, they're just from New York, Spanish people from New York. So that's like, you know, they're going to think, I guess, a little bit towards the left. And uh, they were we were we were be, being careful about COVID or whatever. My parents are older and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad actually got hospitalized with it mm -hmm. and they got spooked, you know. But I was I kind of made it a point to tell them, I said, listen, even if even if my wife died, I said, this is not. The, the reaction that the entire populace is having to this thing is not worth the the, the ramifications of what we're going to deal with because you don't we don't know what, what's going to happen with these kids. So I started to become like more radicalized about that and actually like moving away. Mm -hmm. And uh, I we did. And now my parents are closing on their house and they're going to be moving on the property with me. We have a second oh, house awesome. on this property. So, yeah, I guess I guess I I didn't change their mind, but. I have them thinking a little bit more outside the box, even though my dad was he, he was hospitalized. He got it and it was pretty nasty for him, you know, mm -hmm. but you, they still see the other side of this. Like, hey, this is the social aspect of what we, what we've done to mm -hmm. our, the kids, especially in our society. It's just, Man. you know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's awful, terrible. It's beyond terrible. Um, and I can only sympathize and everybody in this can sympathize. I don't have kids, but I have siblings and I see how it's affected them. 
via school, via athletics, via uh, social circles. Mm-hmm. It's it's like and it's very interesting how like nobody points out what damage this done other than the suicide rates are up through the roof. And like that's I wonder why, they, you yeah. know. But that's just a that's one part of it. Yeah, that's like the, the the tip of it's a very tragic tip of the iceberg, but it doesn't there's so many other things that are not that severe that that are that are still we haven't we won't know for probably a couple of decades the damage that, that was done just in that little period of time. We you won't. know, like when you when you see like a tree that has like a, a spot oh, where yeah. it got cut or there was some some damage of some sort or a disease or something like that, and it just has like this weird thing and, and like 30 years later it looks really, really weird and ugly and bad. Like, yeah. that's what I think this is going to be. Like, we're going to start to see this thing, these these after effects years later, decades later of, like, mm-hmm. what the young adults. Because we already see, like, there's some messed up young adults right now. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's been, yeah, they've been doing a number on kids <laughs> for, for a while. <laughs> raising his yeah, it's a butterfly see. effect. Yeah, it for is. Sure. So I'm curious um, with your child, and you, because you were saying that uh, they were speech delayed. My daughter um, was uh, vaccine injured and had speech delay as well. So I kind of understand that. What did the the doctors, if if you went to doctors, tell you to do to kind of solve that in the in the now age of of all of that? Uh, to well, to solve the speech delay, we uh, we're doing. Uh... It's, I think it's called occupational therapy and he has a speech therapist coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, two times, two times a week, one teacher, you know, is going to come in and work. They, they just basically come and play with him at this point. Cause he's two. Uh-huh. So, right. but they're, they're showing him stuff and he's actually, he's, he's learning. He's, he's doing a lot better. Whereas before he was, he was acting out. He's very frustrated, you know, when he can't uh-huh. communicate mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. sister is just, bam, bam, bam. you heard her a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. That was her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't stop. So yeah. <laughs> He was he was frustrated, but now he's able to communicate a little bit better. And I mean, it, we started in New York, and the craziest thing about it is, the teachers would come and have a mask on the entire time in New York, and we're like, yeah, that's how we got here, that's <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but he, even with the mask, he did make some steps forward. Mm-hmm. So now in Florida, we just picked up. You know, uh, we can we're continue continuing it now after you know the whole moving process and the teachers are coming and no mass thank god so we'll see we'll see how quickly he can progress with that yes. hey, quick question uh what are the age differential between your daughter and son two years so she's going to be four and he just turned two so about two years okay yeah. okay how do you how do you how do you like um sleep you don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not necessarily sleep but like how do you um like, how are you going to go about talking to your son about what happened and your daughter, your son and your daughter? How are you going to go about elaborating? Hey, government fucked us. But guess what? Dad's here. Mom's here. We're building something great. We're building community. How do you approach the topic of, hey, um, we're living in a facade world, <laughs> if you will? Yeah, that's I thought about that a lot. And uh, I'm not quite sure. So I, sometimes I look at. uh so, so someone I work with, Drew Hancock, I don't know if you, you probably see him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, bright young kid. He's 21. But his dad, he had mentioned to me, his dad is a libertarian or a Ron Paul libertarian. And and then Drew kind of followed in his footsteps and was reading at like 13. He was reading like Man, Economy and State or something like that. That's cold. Yeah. So I ask him, uh, I, I want to like pick his brain and say, what did your dad tell you? 
Like, is it is it specifically because of who you are that you that you lean this way, or was your dad did did he have a good way at uh, giving elaborating you? breaking it down? Yeah, not not just that, uh-huh. but making you not reject it because. Mm-hmm. Your kids, you probably, I mean, if you have kids that are older, I, I worked with kids for seven years and if they don't think you're cool, they're right. going to reject right. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as a parent, I can't be cool. Yeah. I got to tell my kid, you know, what to do. So right. I'm an asshole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to figure out how to trick both of them into, I have. it's messed up, but I have to manipulate them into thinking at least the way I think is correct. And for both of my kids, I can tell it's going to be two vastly different paths. My daughter is strong-minded and, you know, she's in a stage, a no stage, but she's, I can see her personality. My son's more laid back. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. If I may, Marcus and I both have like kids, you know, teenage college beyond and everything. Like Mm -hmm. Marcus has adult kids. Um, We've been through this and I would, I would offer that, the the path to like anarchism, libertarianism, voluntarism, whatever you want to call it, self ownership. You instill the ideas of self ownership and like a certain level of like, okay, look, you can't do that, and this is why, and because this is going to either hurt you or it's going to destroy something that's going to end up costing us a bunch of money, and we're not going to be able to do whatever. You know, you can reason with people. It, it's a lot easier to me to instill in kids that like authoritarianism is not okay by not being an authoritarian and by Mm. showing them a different path to like reasoning with them and like actually like building uh, a a cooperative relationship where there's a, there's a mutual respect that's given and taken. And there's uh, I I don't know. I I understand what you're saying. Like there's a certain level of like, okay, I can't, cause I get, I get some stuff. Like if I wear, I wear something like this out or something like that. My son's like, can you really please dead? change? Can you please really change dead? your shirt? What your are you doing? Is, yeah, those, your, those your some respect on Maj Ture's name. Yeah, that's right. right. Exactly. Wait, <laughs> listen here. Actually, I pulled that. I pulled that the other day. But the thing is, is that my dad had bought. Uh, it was a, a shirt from the flea market, and it had four of the black individuals. Um, it, was it didn't Rosa- have Uncle Hotep on it, though, did it? No, it, it didn't. It, it had Rosa Parks, it had Martin oh. Luther King, it had um, Obama and um, Malcolm gotta, X. You just got to buy was- him the Uncle Hotep one, the one with <laughs> Thomas Sowell and Clarence Thomas and Walter E. I, I, Williams. I, I, and Uncle. I would love to do that, but he would or not no, it's sit Malcolm. down. I think it's Malcolm. And he would not sit down and digest, digest yeah. like, come on now. Like, if I were to be like, I, I sat there and I was like, Dad. You just start wearing it. Whenever he wears his, you put that one on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's like being a younger individual and like having an adult wearing a shirt like that. I'd be like, Dad, take that shit off, please. Like, <laughs> like yeah. granted. You know, it's a, it's a tough one, too, because like with, with my mom, when I'm trying to tell her about not, not libertarianism, but like these principles of anarchy or liberty they're like listen i used to wipe your ass you know <laughs> you little shit and, <laughs> so i'm like i get it it's hard for you to listen to me but i i think i sort maybe a little bit got through to her mm-hmm. but i yeah i don't know good luck with your dad you know? <laughs> right so oh, go ahead, go ahead. i was just gonna say so so where do you fall with because I, I i followed you i know a little bit about you i'm more i'm more 
knowledgeable about your artwork and those kinds of, where do you fall within this whole freedom spectrum? And just to be clear, yes, I'm an anarchist, but I don't give a shit. If you're on my side of the tyrannical divide, then you're on my side of the tyrannical divide and we'll deal with you after we get the shit bags out of the way. So yeah. where do you fall when it comes to all of this stuff? Are you an anarchist? Are you a libertarian? Are you conservative? Where are you? Um, wait, can I, can I just ask Nico, what does your dad, how does he reconcile like a Martin Luther King and then also a Malcolm X on the same shirt? Because that, Word. that bugs me the most. It, is, it does. He is a part of, <clears throat> I love you, Dad. Um, he's a part of the ignoramus Negro group, and therefore, wow. he, I, man, I'm like Dad. Is that, is that the shine? Is that what they? The, the shine, the straight shine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, and like, he. Oh shit, man! I told this man, Dad, <laughs> I can get rid of your diabetes in three months. All you have to do is just follow this certain meal plan and prep that I get to you. Then he Googled Dr. Sebi and he was like, no, I, the top three Google results said he was a quack. So yeah. He said no. And he don't even Google, man. He don't even, he Google. even Google. So like for him to be able to wear that shirt and put a smile on his face because, yeah, I'm black and I'm proud and I got mm -hmm. these people on my shirt and I'm going to walk around and let y'all know that y'all did something to me. All right, dad, stay in that defeatist mentality where you think you're a slave and, you know, mm -hmm. you're still being pushed down and this, that, and the third. Let me tell you about this real history real quick, though. <laughs> that lady who sat on the bus, she was not the first one. Malcolm X was the only real nigga on there. Barack Obama probably fucked your life up more than anything. And then on top of that, we got, uh, who is that? Uh, Martin Luther King, who interdated, um, who did the uh, whole we are, are to be together thing and then fucked up the whole black community because, you know, we don't have a, a, uh, a uh, central area of money to hold i guess you know wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't malcolm and uh, wouldn't malcolm be like at odds with like everybody on that shirt he would like like rosa parks like directly he was like why are you asking why are you begging to be on the white man's bus we have enough resources we can buy our own bus company like we can build our own bus company and we'll ride our own bus and we won't let them on like and we just be like all right we got this it's uh it's wild. It's bizarre, but it's the yeah. Big fan of big fan of Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Same. I don't know how people yeah. could not I be did, a big uh, fan of I, Malcolm X. Oh, it's easy. The same reason that that that's I that think, all that stuff happens, like what Nico's yeah. talking about with that shirt. It happened. They did it to to white people too. They told us in all of our books and everything in high school. Like I remember, like thinking like Malcolm X was like some sort of like wacko dissident who like hated America and hated everybody. And, 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 like, and, you know, they got him, you know, like that sort of thing. Like it was, that's, that's the, the drum beat that you get is like, he's the bad guy and yeah. Martin Luther King is the good guy. And we, that's why we celebrate one and we don't even acknowledge the other one. Well, you got to also take in consideration that nothing in this history book screams facts. Like nothing in the history book screen facts because you can go in one part of the United States and one history book will say one thing and you can go to another one. And they'll say a completely radically different one. So yeah. if that is happening within our own states, what makes like why, why, why do like, unfortunately, um, I could just only say black people that I think of because it's like. We're the only ones that are like, well, I can't say white people are not, but like black people are like for real out here bamboozled. <laughs> And it's unnecessary. 
way it's too far. It's, 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 no, no, no. Yeah, the, no. The biggest, mean, the biggest, the biggest hoax is that like like every group thinks that everybody else is being brainwashed and they aren't. Like hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like no, no, we're being brainwashed too. Yeah, no, nobody got to be able who, to recognize it. Nobody who is in our tax brackets have anything <laughs> credible mm. to this world. Nobody in our like in our tax bracket would be able to um, like really comprehend w- what's out there, <laughs> unless yeah, that, like you but, do your research. That's that's kind of like the last few years, especially being in this libertarian space. It really opened up my mind to what's possible, like what you can do, and. That's that's super important for just about every because my dad, my dad was, you know, he, he born in Puerto Rico, came to New York, got a, a city job. And, and then, you know, he, he he told me, get a city job, it's safe and do this and then retire and blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, most parents, they want they want the best for their kids, but that's what they sure. think that it is. Mm-hmm. But when you once you realize, like you open up your mind and you start seeing people creating and making money doing this or being successful in that realm, it's like, oh, wow, I don't have to. I don't have to like have this mental chain on. You can open up your mind. And when you, when you start thinking outside the box like that, I think I mean, all the stuff about whether it be about race or whatever it is, that kind of just falls to the side because now you're thinking on a different level like of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship or even just creativity, you know? Sure. Facts. Yeah. So thank, thank you for the libertarian movement for bringing me in and letting me meet all kinds of people that are doing cool shit. You know, how'd yeah. that happen for you? <clears throat> How did I get into the libertarian movement? Uh, uh, hmm. I will start from the beginning. I was when I was born. No, nah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was a. Uh, I actually in New York. I worked for the MTA. I was a track worker, mm. and uh, yeah, I was a state worker. I know, but uh, that's okay. We. So was Thomas Paine. He was yeah. a tax collector. <laughs> oh, oof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, that might be a good thing to tell my kids when they're older. Say, listen, you know, I wanted to live by these kind of ideals and. You know, I wanted to live a certain lifestyle, so I gave up mm-hmm. a secure job mm-hmm. to do something else. Even though it's a sacrifice, you do what you you know, live how you how you see fit, or or at least rep- represent the ideals that you're right. thinking of. But anyway, I was a track worker in 2015. I remember being on the tracks, and I was like apolitical, or maybe like I don't know, whatever a Spanish person in New York that. Mm-hmm. whatever that default sure. is like didn't like, really care this system ain't for us you know so why yeah. would i bother yeah so i guess obama's okay but we, i don't really know <laughs> it, it didn't i didn't i didn't think it affected me at the time mm-hmm. and uh we're on the tracks and i hear someone down down the track scream ah so we look we're like oh shit someone got like pinched by a rail or something something crazy happened and everyone runs over what happened he goes ah oh, trump won it's like the middle of the night so i said what the <laughs> You know, what the fuck? It's like, now we're like, what's going on? So I'm like, oh, I have to start really paying attention to what's mm. going on here. And it was just like a deep dive master class of mm. start start there at conservatism with, you know, this Ben Shapiro stuff and, and Jordan Peterson, which is why I got my name, Top Lobster. Mm. And from there, you go on and realize that's cool, but they're wrong. And then you keep on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's little on ramps, and you're like, that was almost the destination, but it's not. I still have some more distance to travel. Yes, yeah. You think about it, you say, oh, that's yeah, and then you have to. It's it's hard because you have to like, you almost embody it, right? Yeah, like, and then you, you have to like kind of. Sh- uh, it's like it molting. Die. You're molting a little bit, you know, like you 
you put on a lobster. <laughs> you, yes. you know, you're, you're a lobster. You're molting, and you go through, <laughs> and you're like, I, that's not my skin anymore. That's not my shell. Yeah, but then there's there are pieces of it that I'm still like sympathetic to. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that. Sure. So that's kind of the the pathway that I've that I've led through, and it's it's interesting too seeing a lot of people like stuck in their ways. And I'm like, in the last five years or six years, the amount of like rebirth and death that I've yeah, had in right. my ego or what I'm thinking is like been amazing. And it's constant. Mm-hmm. It's like every three months I'm like, Oh, that's great. And then shut it down, pull it to the side. <laughs> and, uh, no, thank God. By the time I got into the Liberty, the Liberty space about maybe three years ago, four years ago, I was smart enough to say, I'm not going to put like libertarian in my bio or mm. claim that because by that time I realized like, Oh, these people, you know, it can, right. it can kind mm-hmm. of, Mm-hmm. it can go it's it's collectivist and it can go either way and sometimes yeah. they represent you and sometimes it's like i don't want to look like a clown so <laughs> <laughs> a lot yes yeah. that's that's now, there's a lot of people that. who think if you don't if you don't want if you don't want to do everything that they want to do then you're somehow like a statist and i'm like no i just don't fuck with what you're doing right i don't, I don't like I, to I also, snort a bunch of cocaine I, I also don't want you to be thrown in a cage for doing what you want to do right i just yeah. don't want to do it and that doesn't make me a bigot or a phobe or a whatever you know what i mean like i don't understand where this where we got to this point where it's like if you like it would be the same as me saying if you don't go to catholic mass you are not a libertarian and you are a statist you know why? Yeah. Because I because I want to, and you must want to throw me in jail because you don't go. Like, like what? Like, no. Yes. Yeah. I even I, I like really. I guess I cross the line, or I like to. I like to just put my foot on. As you've seen from Tower Power, I like to put my foot right on that line and yeah, smack it around a little bit just to see. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes I have maybe I have an opinion that is is a little bit controversial or out there, but I'm like, you know, I kind of think this right now, so let's just say mm-hmm. this and I don't give a shit. It's necessary so, though. The, the that kind of banter is necessary, and it's unfortunate it's dying in this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I might be wrong. I'm probably am wrong, but I mm-hmm. I need to be able to explore these ideas. So at I'll least say you've it. acknowledged it though. Like you're acknowledging the fact that yeah, I could be possibly wrong. The people who are that deny that they're not wrong, ones that are genuinely like stuck in their own ways their own play they remind me of gremlin like how are you 25 years old and you stuck in your own ways and you haven't even passed <laughs> a certain peak in your life <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. well it's like voltaire this is one of my favorite voltaire quotes voltaire said um treasure and i'm maybe messing the quote up slightly but it's you'll get the gist he said uh treasure those who seek after truth and fear those who find it and mm-hmm. and I think that that is is mm-hmm. what we face in the freedom movement. We, we have a whole bunch of people that are certain that they got all the shit. They know mm-hmm. everything there is to know. And I'd, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I am a relatively well-read libertarian, if, if you mm-hmm. want to call me a libertarian. I've read a lot of shit. And I don't know everything that there is to know. I guarantee it. I haven't read yeah. everything. I don't know. And even if I had read everything, some of this shit has to be put into practice. You've got to see mm-hmm. it working out. Mm-hmm. So how the hell can I tell somebody else what's right and what will work for them when I don't really fucking know? Now, when we're talking about things like what what we were talking about earlier with kids, yeah, I've raised four kids. I have a pretty decent mm-hmm. idea what that means. So I can mm-hmm. say, hey, you probably ought to try this or you might try that. Mm-hmm. But it, 
I've only but raised I, three, but I'm still qualified. I think. <laughs> right, right. But but when but when you're talking about philosophical ideas, whether we're talking about religion or politics, does it not matter? Mm-hmm. That that shit is subjective, no matter how you get it. It's why, and and for me, I I can jam with anybody who is willing to say I'm not going to call cops on your ass mm-hmm. for doing something mm-hmm. stupid, and. You're not a shit bag because you're trying to help people. So, so I can jam with those people, you know. Yeah, that's that's a, one of the most interesting things that's happened in the last year or so is the a post libertarian movement. I'm yeah. sure you guys have seen this. Mm-hmm. So, what? Yeah, one of my favorite people who is, you know, I guess he's upset some people in the movement up. Peter Pinones. Pete, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, yeah, some of the people I, I, hold, you know, keep company with have issues, but I still really do appreciate him because. I like, I like that he's he's willing to go and explore these new ideas. Mm. So since I've been following him, I've been following him since he wrote that book. Uh, the kids aren't all right. Kids aren't all, kid, are all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The meme book. That's the meme and, book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then, like, <laughs> yeah. And then I, but you see him from like not a left libertarian, but a I, I guess he called himself a, a lolbertarian, you know, mm-hmm. lol libertarian. Mm-hmm. But back then, but but then he explores different ideas. He lets that die and then explores something new. And to me, he's kind of leading the forefront in that. And then you have other guys like uh, Popular Liberty and then Matt Erickson, who's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with what Matt says often, but I I do like his I like yeah. his uh, thinking outside the box or at least expressing this because maybe it'll spark something in my brain. No, Matt's the homie, man. Matt's yeah. uh, I actually uh, when they're when they had when Eastwood was born. They had, uh, I like, I, I think it, they put together like a cookbook. So there's my fried turkey recipe is in that cookbook for where, when Eastwood was born. So like, he, yeah, Matt's, uh, Matt and uh, is Amy is his wife. Um, anyway, they're good people. And they're actually like, I think he just, I think they just converted uh, to orthodoxy. Yes. And, and he's, uh, he's in Texas now, right? He moved yeah, down? Yeah. They moved from yeah. Cali to Texas um, back I don't know, like sometime late last year or mid mid year last year, somewhere in that region. Yeah, I should but, uh, have been moved around the same time as him because I remember following his little journey there. Mm-hmm. But it, like the, the real estate here got all messed up. The guy that mm-hmm. we were selling, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I was just, I was like, I respect that because you know he's doing yeah. his thing. Or uh, and who else? So his partner on the show, great Buck Johnson, another mm-hmm. one of these guys that are right libertarians. I just, mm-hmm. I really admire. I admire them from like afar because mm-hmm. I like what they're doing. And I tend yeah. to think that way sometimes. So, well, I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have some bouts myself with that, like internally about, and we, we talk about it even like on the show and everything. Like I, I really, really um, despise the idea of statism. I also like to uh-huh. read reality and recognize that like, we live in a society. No, no, not. But no, but, but but like there, there is a there is a system that is like uh, in place that is like running roughshod all over everyone's lives, and so in a in large part, <clears throat> I have to I have to at least give a moment of thought to the to the the idea that okay, yes. Uh, it would be great if we didn't have authoritarians and we didn't have people trying to run roughshod all over our lives, you know, tyrants and, and all this nonsense, these oligarchs and everything um, through corporations and tax policy and the federal reserve system and all this other stuff doing all the shit, but they are. 
and there are there are ways to actually move the needle um and and some of this stuff actually does matter like some of these when there's a vote of like are we gonna make are we gonna jam the rod farther up your ass or are we gonna you know re- relieve you for a little bit uh you know i'm gonna vote for like can you re- relieve me for a little bit you know i'm not gonna be like no that's it i, I reject the idea of uh of, of this vote even taking place so i'm not even gonna participate no like i i feel like okay you're gonna you're gonna make gambling legal in louisiana okay cool yeah i'll uh i'll, I'll go vote on that initiative i'm not gonna vote for a politician because they're scumbag corrupt assholes who you know unless it's one of our people like I, where i know i can i can trust them um to to go in there and basically try to remove everything then i'm not damn whose phone's buzzing I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> at first, the first time I thought I was like I was like somebody just let one go. Um, and, then, and then when it happened, what happened again? It was like when you hear a gunshot. It's like okay, it was over there. No, it was over there. Um, I was like okay, I have identified that sound. It's not Nico breaking wind, but it may have been his phone. Uh, I'm not even going to go down this bunny roll. So, so so I recognize that like okay, those guys aren't like entirely wrong in looking at this from a hey. People, people generally like crave uh, some authority to rule over them. So, part of the problem is that we have, through our own cultural like debauchery and and decay and our complacency, we have allowed the people who are willing to the the people who ran for student council and said, "I'll just with." with someone else's money i'll make a vending machine available in every uh hallway and it'll be free and you just get have as much candy as you want like those people have basically taken all the people who were like sweet free candy all the time i'll vote for you and then when we sit at home we let the free candy people use our money to buy the vending machines to give the free candy out to everybody and it's like well but wait a second like I didn't vote for this, right? Um, and it doesn't matter that you didn't vote for it because this shit's happening anyway. So I, I get it. Like I, I actually kind of, I, I do, uh, in a way, sort of feel, I don't know, a bit of uh, an affinity to like not necessarily like jump in full bore with that, but to at least recognize that there's some validity to it. And I do want to say I want to shout out Jeff. He's been in here the, the, the whole time. Jeff actually wrote an article yesterday or the day before about like he's got this in, in indestructible mindset uh, series that he's doing on our website men of order um shout out to men of order.com um but he actually wrote one on like the value of like being wrong like like being okay with being wrong and like putting yourself out there and recognizing like okay what i'm in i'm in the hunt for truth and i'm going to find the things that that seem at least to be um, undeniable, but then I'm going to open myself up and, and allow myself some space for correction over time, because it's when we're so dialed in to something that we can't even see the forest for the trees. That's when we get ourselves in real trouble. Facts. Yeah, I kind of I always bring it back to like a musical analogy <laughs> what you're talking about, but yeah. So some of my favorite music is like blues. I, I sorry is is blues, but but like. Freeform jazz is mm-hmm. just fantastic because sometimes they'll sure. you'll see somebody play live and they'll just go and it's almost like they're, you're intentionally playing the wrong note every time that you can every single mm. every single note that you play is wrong but it's like it, even if you give the most inexperienced guitar player 
uh, guitar and say, play the wrong note every time over the wrong chord. You know, there's three oh, notes yeah. that you can play over this chord and they will harmonize. But you pick the wrong one every time. It's like, you know what you're doing. You're right. doing this on purpose. And then and then every so often, maybe towards the eighth bar or whatever, they'll resolve it beautifully and then mm-hmm. come back into some kind of a melody. And I think those people are some of the most talented. They're really thinking through the theory of what they're doing. Mm. And like we're saying, the people who are okay with making mistakes or being wrong sometimes and just kind of dancing around those lines are the most fascinating because because they are doing that. They're doing the footwork. They're reading. They're learning. They say, well, Marcus mentioned uh, but praxis or you use another word for it. Uh, I didn't say praxis, but I know what you're going yeah, praxis is okay. So here's the theory. Here's what Rothbard said. Does it work? Well, you know, in 2019, it sounded nice, but then 2020 happens, and I say, mm-hmm. "Huh, maybe something else needs to happen here." Mm-hmm. Right. So now let's let's start to explore some of these notes. These notes right. that they said we're not allowed to play, and right. see what sticks. Yes, yeah. that's so- that's a lot of what. So that's that's an interesting place to because one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, some of the stuff I I, I talked to the guys before. I was like, I think we should like dig into some of because there's been some pretty important major trending news topics this week. (laughs) Um, One of them, Elon Musk buying Twitter and the other, which kind of dovetails very well with that one. The, the Ministry of Truth has been established. Uh, We have the disinformation uh, board Nazi lady. Um, So like. She's scary. When, when we look at when we look at this at this stuff and like Section two thirty and there's all these different things that are mm-hmm. like kind of intertwined, we've gotten to like see in real time what, um, like the net neutrality stuff and like had that actually gone through a couple of years ago because that was before that all was the bid bullshit. stuff happened. Yeah, but if that had happened, like that 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 then turns this whole last. You thought it was bad with them deleting accounts and like banning shit and everything. Like that shit gets even worse because then their idea of neutrality is is like right. is is we've already seen what their idea of misinformation is. If you oh, girls neutral. Of, they said so. Yeah, if you said a bunch of stuff that uh, that that is has been provably false, it's still not misinformation. But if you yeah. said some stuff that's provably true, but it doesn't fit the narrative of the official narrative makers, it is misinformation. So where do you, how does that mesh for you? Like, do you see what I'm, where I'm going with it? The, the, like having that, that, that viewpoint of, okay, in theory, this seems to work, but look at what we're dealing with. Like this, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world in, again, back to this idea of like, this shit exists. So operating in, in that system, is it the worst thing in the world to say, no, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to require people to get this shot. That has not been proved. Like that's that's ridiculous. Because the the flip side of that is they used the corporations as their enforcement arm of status policy. Mm. You had OSHA that was going to require companies to require their employees. Well, that's the same goddamn thing. Like it's not. It's not, it's. Th- there's no difference between that and the the government basically saying. Uh, yeah, we're coming to your door and we're going to inject you. The, the the difference is only in name only. It's not in practice. It ends up being the same thing because your choices are get that or go out on the streets and, you know, lose your house. You know, uh, your family's homeless now and you have to fend for yourself to feed yourself. It's really it's interesting to really think about, too. So the libertarian argument of uh, vaccine 
like COVID vaccine shots and all that. Uh, should we do it? Is it against property rights or is it against liberty? If if a private company, all this, all this bullshit. And we spent like months arguing. I mean, I still see it flare up here and there, mm -hmm. but we spent mm -hmm. months talking about it and arguing it. And then I saw that lady, the show tunes lady that's doing this disinformation ministry. Mm -hmm. She said, I've been really quiet for the last few months, but this is what we've been working on. I'm excited to announce it. And it's like, this is what, so we're arguing about COVID and they're already on the next thing. They've yeah. been working on this for how long? So, and they've been and they've been trickling. They've been dripping their their um, their manipulation, their indoctrination scheme into the rest of common parlance, mm. so that when they launch it, now it's like, oh well, yeah, well they, they've already convinced all your normie Facebook friends. Yeah, we already have fact that, checkers. That, so that it's just is, another thing. Is, yeah, it's just another fact check thing. Like, what do you worry about? Like, yeah. This is good. This gets disinformation is deadly. You know, misinformation yeah. is medley. You want people? That's what to I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. So I don't. Again, we can argue about this stuff, and we can talk about it all day. Can we change it? No. We can undermine it. We can yes. we can ridicule it on here, and I think that's what I think that's what my job is. I haven't really been doing it. Uh, like as far as making the drawings lately, but I think my job would be to uh, illustrate how ridiculous it is. Mm -hmm. And a good marker of how ridiculous it is, how many people bought this shirt that they're mm. going to wear this around that's openly mocking whatever you're talking about. And if you have a podcast and you guys are mocking it or even just bringing light to it, that's great. Or the, well, the comedy podcast that I do sometimes, mm -hmm. like I said, it's crazy. But there's a reason. There's a reason why we're touching that third rail. There's a reason mm -hmm. why they threw us off YouTube and all that stuff. It's because th there's no way. There's no way right now for us to openly take down these. <laughs> openly take down wait. these. Hold on, wait, boys. Now so let, let him finish, let his, him finish point. his point. Let him finish his point, Nico. Damn. Man. Oh well, I'm sorry, but we are in a world full of what not anarchs, but narcs, and. If y'all over here narking with them, then let me tell y'all something. Y'all ain't throwing the fire. To the Patreon, let me tell you something. Okay, um, I love you guys, and y'all love us. Love we'll let you finish your point when Nico's done, I guess. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm interested. Wait, did, did I, I... You had your headphones off. Time. You didn't hear us. It's I all most good. Definitely, look, hey, don't be a narc out here. Throw, hey, if you over here grifting <laughs> off this beautiful network that we have right now, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You a narc. But if you don't want to be a narc, throw that five to the Patreon. Like, subscribe, two shares to speed the spread, baby. And then on top of that, show my man some right there. Show my man some love. Go check out his artwork and everything. And last but not least, we got one of the coldest artists in the game coming out. And he hit us with a dime. And that bitch is called Privilege from Cash's Cam. Go check that out. Number love. All right. So as you were saying. Shameless plug, 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 right, right, like, for sure. Like Reed Coverdale over here, man. This guy <laughs> drops in, do some some plugs. I'm, I'll be surprised if he drops in right now. I won't be surprised. <laughs> He'd be welcome, guy. <laughs> no, don't let him know. <laughs> yeah, he's already been on. He, we don't. Yeah, you know, I'm just joking. Reed. You're welcome again anytime. Actually, Reed's coming over to my house on Friday. Oh, for real? The, yeah, yeah. He's flying in, so it's gonna be. 
Oh, he's flying in. I, I would just assume that he had like a route that went through there or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this I was going to pull event. up the rig to your house. I didn't know what kind of setup you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing the comedy show with uh, oh, Robbie nice. the Flyer over here. So he's going to be, he's flying out. But uh, damn, what was I saying? I, I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry. We were talking okay. about the, the this ministry of truth, how they, they already had their shit, their, the next thing lined up and they were, they already had yeah. it ready to roll out. We're arguing I, about this shit online. I think, you know, uh, we can't we can't really take it down obviously we don't have the political means to um i'm kind of conflicted on it like i will so uh the the disney and desantis thing the latest yeah thing right 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 did you see my little scuffle with uh carolyn borisenko she's running for mayor of oh New I mean, Hampshire. yeah i remember she tried to she tried to take down the grifties um back a while back she like had her people spam the grifties nomination and really? voting process yeah she tried to she she stayed up at the top for a while but like uh she just got completely ignored like that that's the thing like when something like that happens if we don't if, if you're not because like i'm i'm part of that like we that's that's our that's our thing like we built this built that thing <laughs> anyway we have sort of authoritarian control over that shit like Whoever we want to win the Grifties is going to win the Grifties, <laughs> and uh, you, I mean the voting is the voting happens and the voting you know works. But like if it's some bullshit where you're like spamming the system to try to like overrun it with some bullshit, we're just going to ignore you, and you we're not even going to say this person tried to game the system. We're just going yep. to completely act like you don't exist. <laughs> yeah. So you get nothing except for like on the poll, you get like your little thing. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, she's so basically uh, what the government does too. Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's she's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh oh, be careful, be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, but but well, yeah. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so so anyway, she's running for mayor, and she uh, you got into a kerfuffle with her. Yeah. Well, well, what we say at Tower Power Hour is white woman must be stopped. So that's like a very whenever they pull that's their bullshit. Definitely true. That's actually why white woman is the number one seed on our list. They are the number. I see how favorite. white women is not going to win. Like I, that's. Me neither. But they must be stopped. Must be. Maybe the fats. The fats, if the fats took down the Jews, they've got a chance at the, against the white women. I'm t I don't know how they did it, but yeah, God bless them, man. Yeah, cardio like it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who's going to take out the white woman, but the, any the winner. The winner does get genocided at the end. So if they win, they lose. Right. All, all I got to say, guys, is it was nice having a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! All right, all but anyway, right, so you got into it with with uh, Borsinko and with, and I'm just playing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we, we were talking about the Disney DeSantis thing. Mm -hmm. And again, against authoritarian control and all this, I don't like the state. I don't like people using the state, especially to govern businesses. Mm -hmm. But what he's doing is he's uh, he's basically taking away some of their rights, which is which are rights that I would want them to have in a libertarian society, which we don't live in. Right. So they have they basically have autonomy over um, that part of Florida that they're in, like all mm -hmm. those little lakes around there. They right, can build, right, right. tear down. Mm -hmm. Do whatever they want. They can put up a roller coaster. They don't need permits. They do their right. own thing. They're self-governing. And, and uh, they undermined what he was talking about, which I believe in strongly, too. That bill mm -hmm. where you shouldn't mm -hmm. probably be talking about sex to eight-year-old kids or younger. Or I, probably kids. I don't care are, what kind of sex you know, it is. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Kids in high school. Heterosexual sex. Like, no, like, just, I, we got that at home. Like, we'll, we'll take yeah. care of it. Teach my kids how to read. Like the yeah, fuck. When I was, kid, the kids can't fucking read or compute math. 
and we're teaching them about fucking gender and all this other bullshit because and they, they still can't they still can't do basic shit to they, live they want nothing but single moms out here g mm-hmm. <laughs> no mm-hmm. they want nothing but single moms out here yes if, if you really think about it like promoting the idea of not wanting to be abstinent anymore and like you're free you're free yes but you're free when you get to a certain age because you're cognitively aware of the whole parameters of everything. But when it comes to why, why do high school students need to worry about fucking, they need to worry about <laughs> going home, getting the books together and getting ready. If you're going to go down that college route or fight figuring out your career, mm-hmm. like that's what they should be focused on. And then we can go to college. Y'all can have all the fun. Y'all won't freedom is there. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's, poor how america how dumb we are it's so, yeah no, you don't do realize you, you don't realize you're at war like that's what a lot you know most most of us are not cognizant that we are we've been at war with these people for probably 20 years longer than that yeah. yeah and we're just realizing it now and still some people want to have their head in the sand or their eyes closed it's like they're they hate you. They're openly attacking your children. Now, I mean, literally openly attacking your mm-hmm. children. And we still want to make, you know, give rationale as to why I should defend these people or why this shouldn't. Ha- I don't care. And mm-hmm. that being said, I guess I'm an egoist. But that being said, I said, uh, you know, I support I support uh, um, Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis doing this to Disney. I think it's hilarious. I, I like I'd love to see them squirm. If they fail, they fail. Mm-hmm. Will I bring my kids to Disney? Hell sure. No. <laughs> no, I will. Under my supervision, they'll go to Disney because they, they will like it. And I don't give a shit. And honestly, you know what? My money is not even going to take down Disney because they'll be getting government su- mm. subsidies to keep them afloat anyway. Right. But that's the thing too, is that is that is that all that stuff is on the it, we can't anymore separate that stuff. Like it's it's a private company. Like, no, it's not. Mm. Like none of these big companies that we're talking about are private in the sense that we mean private when we're talking about anarchy. Like yeah. they are, they are subsidized by shit that's stolen from us every day. They're an arm of the state. For they their are. Latest... They're exact. They're, that's all they are is an arm of the state. Anyway, continue. Cause you were saying about, you would take your kids there anyway, because if your kids enjoy it and you're, and it's under your supervision, cause I kind of, I kind of vibe, like I, I feel sort of the same way. Like it's my, yeah. my, 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 my $9 a month or whatever, isn't going to take down Disney plus. Yes, exactly. And you know what? If my kids if my kids enjoy it, then I'm gonna do it. And you call me a hypocrite or whatever. I, she was calling me she was calling me a statist at first because she's like, Oh, well, you want to use the power of the state to punish. I said, I'm not doing any of this stuff. I just think it's funny. I think it, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. If they if they get taken down, they get taken down. I'd love to see them squirm. If they fail, I wonder what will take their place. But in the meantime, I also can't ignore the culture that is in front of our faces. Like right. we are as liber- libertarians are constantly ignoring culture. And then we, we try mm-hmm. to reach out to people in the mainstream and it's like, we're talking different languages. That's why they mm-hmm. call us autists and all, because we're not, we're not, I really appreciate like, like Hotep Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Not a libertarian, but values. I feel like he has the same values that I have, but also has one foot mm-hmm. in, in a, embedded in culture mm-hmm. deeply embedded in culture mm-hmm. and moving culture you guys mm-hmm. have his hat on right now mm-hmm. you know it's he's a good friend yeah yes it's super important it's super mm-hmm. important so we're just like, like ignoring this stuff i don't know i don't really know where we go from here 
Well, that's why and, that's why we're doing this. Well, that's why we're doing both of these. But but <laughs> m- mostly like this men of order is like it's specific, and, and we we actually have some like internal debates. Jeff Jeff knows this. He's he's in the in the chats and everything. He's one of our big writers. He does all our Joe Rogan summaries and everything. But uh, we are we're not trying to necessarily go pick fights with the the alphabet community or anything like that. We are just going to be men and exist and be real men and just exist and be a magnet for young men who want to learn how to be real men who can fend for themselves and, and live on their own independent of this shit and all that other stuff to engage with it in a lot of ways ends up, I think maybe conceding a bit of the battle to them. So what we are doing is, and and I get it. Like, yeah, the thing with the DeSantis and everything, I get it. Like it, it, there's, there's a certain, if you can uh, cripple part of their, uh, their strength in the battlefield. Yeah, by all means. But what, what I think is also very, very important is just building your own shit. And that's what, like what you did with moving to Florida. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Fuck this shit in New York. I'm going to go create my own little space where I can raise my family and not have to deal with all this bullshit. Yeah, I, I want to insulate them from it. <laughs> I want to kind of add to many of the things that y'all have talked about myself. First of all, um, I don't like condemn Disney at all. Um, they can do whatever the fuck they want. That that I want what they have at my house yeah i want to have that authority i don't want to have to have permits that's the thing too but i want to not have to have permits right i want to not have to pay taxes i want that shit here i i you know and and so so i don't give a fuck what disney does i don't give a fuck what's going on in florida i don't give a fuck (laughs) what's going on i don't give a fuck what's going on in new york i don't care it is it is abysmal in the state of libertarian politics that we have to give a shit what someone outside of our state believes or our state is doing. This is nonsense. Mm -hmm. What we should be doing, in my opinion, is taking every step like you did um, to make that bullshit, that force irrelevant. The only reason that Disney has a monopoly on so many things because they have a big monopoly on a bunch of things the only reason is because we keep giving them fucking money we keep rewarding them for their bullshit we keep doing that we keep buying the same shit we keep watching their stuff now i agree with you if your kids want to go to disney go to disney have a good time all that's great but when it comes to policies, when it comes to things like that, we need to stop engaging. Freedom is in the mind. It is not anywhere else. It's up here. You are free the moment, and this is Voltaire again, you are free the moment you decide to be. That is what it is. We are free. You choose to be free. Now, people are saying, well, somebody will throw you into a cage. Absolutely, somebody will throw me into a cage. But you know what? I allowed that. How did I allow that? I worked in a culture that thinks it's acceptable to put people who aren't harming anyone in a cage. And I didn't actively work against that. I didn't convince everybody to, to either vote or actively act, take their, take their ass to the courthouse and tell them to go fuck themselves. It is time for us to stop talking and stop bickering and start doing 
And I'm not talking about getting out and doing another January 6th or any nonsense like that. What I'm saying yeah. is take <laughs> at, right. If we're gonna do a, if we're gonna do a January do it 6th, right. we, better, we gotta do it right. We gotta do it right. Like all the, the January 6th was an upset. Right. So but we need to stop allowing this shit take control of our lives. This is not about what we can or cannot do. A free person doesn't give a fuck if somebody says you can't do that. Mm. Yeah. Well, see, so from one side, I'm being told that I like, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't. Well, I can't have this opinion on Disney and think they're terrible, but then still do it. I, I The way I see it is like you have you have a theme park and utilities that I can benefit from. So I'm just going to do that. Honestly, I just you know what? Mm -hmm. If I, I, I'm going to be the only person that's going to not enjoy myself or do what I do what I kind of want to do because because of this or that it's like I, I don't know maybe maybe you can call me deluded and have I have no standards but this is just this is kind of what I'm doing I'm being completely honest with you guys <laughs> well I mean you're doing it for your kids that just shows you how much you want your kids to have a good experience like no, also it, Disney's yeah. dope man you ever been yeah. there it's freaking cool man. no yeah. I haven't I, I would I say in my mom's stomach universal's better but, that's, <laughs> but only I probably when you're bigger um like I think the yeah. kids your kids age like Disney's probably better um in turn but but I will say this and this is what I told my brother because I have two brothers um they both have uh well one of them has three little girls that are under six years old and the other one has two girls and a boy that are all under six years old. I would just say like, just be careful and be aware and watch that stuff. Watch, don't let them watch anything that you don't watch yourself. Yeah. That you at least don't like audit, you know, from time to time, because yeah. there's some shit that's just like, not, not cool. Like, I don't know if you are familiar, but like Disney plus had this, uh, like a couple of months ago, um, put this little, this new little Pixar movie out called turning red. Oh, yeah. And it's all about this girl going through puberty and having her period and all this yeah, other kind of bullshit and like shit. fights with her mom over that stuff. But it's a Pixar movie. So like there's tons of parents who are just like, yeah, let's put little Johnny and Karen in front of the TV and let them watch that shit. And, and then it's like, mommy, what's a tampon? You know, and like, all, and it's like that doesn't need to be initiated by Disney. Yeah. That sort of shit does not need to be. And so it's just, it's, and, and the other thing too is I'll say, if you look at Disney, there's a lot of people. We we tend to think that this is this is like a new thing. This is like a an old school Disney agenda. Disney from Jump from Pinocchio has, has had like fatherless homes, motherless homes. Mm -hmm. It's always a single parent. Always something where there's like some like wicked stepmother, wicked mm -hmm. stepfather, some 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 weird ass shit going on that's like not not like a, a, a wholesome, reliable family structure. Yeah. And I can't help but think that like in a certain sense, it has undermined. I used to think like, you know, oh, well, this is cool because what they're doing is they're trying to make the people who have like divorced families feel better so that they don't feel alienated because they see all these, you know, Warden June Cleaver um, type shit, you know, on TV and they don't relate to it. They're just trying to make it relatable. But then when like every show was like that for a while, every show was like a broken family. I was like, I kind of feel like they're trying to break families. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> feel like, and that, that, I'm talking about like when I was like 13, 14, 15, I was like, this kind of doesn't seem right. You know, like I, something's wrong here. Oh. And I wonder what, and then you, you start looking at like 
um, if we're if we are at war, mm. all right, what do we want to do? We want to destroy the the strongest part of the phalanx. Yep. First, break the phalanx, and then you just you you penetrate you you're you're in there, and you can Pause. you can just run roughshod. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but but anyway, and what is that? That is the dad. That is the male. And what Disney doesn't do to kill the dad before the show starts, they do by killing the dad. I'm, I'm like freezing up, am I? No, we're um, good. Okay. Well, anyway, they kill the dad slowly through making him look stupid and incompetent and whatever and other kind of he is. And, and emasculating him. Clown. The only, yeah. So, well, let me just say my kids don't even, we don't even really watch TV at all. Me and my wife will watch TV at night just to turn it on and old Seinfeld assumption. But my kids don't watch TV. They're outside. They're outside right now. Beautiful. Yeah, we got chickens. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to get out of New York. So it's like, yo, go outside, get dirty, just stay away from snakes or whatever. So no, some snakes are good. You can you just gotta teach them how to identify the right ones. I just two and two and four. You're probably right. (laughs) I just I just shot a coral snake last week. Oh shit! Are you serious? I'll send you guys the picture later. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my gosh! I seen him and I grabbed him with a rake. And I was like, oh, bam, 22, yeah. take them out. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, we've had a few. We've had a few. Uh, we have like some garter snakes and some uh, water snakes. We've had one water moccasin. We live on a lake right here. My, my kids are actually, they spent the, the day, uh, a wood duck um, just like just laid. And for whatever reason, because of the way that this lake is, it's got like high bulkheads. They The, the mom just leaves. And the, huh. so the, we have seven little wood ducklings in the lake abandoned so oh, they cool. they've, they've gone around they went around in the boat like and scooped them all up and they're gonna nurse them to for like a couple three weeks and then get them to where they can uh live on their own but I anyway cont- two ducks yeah i got so i got uh 16 chickens and we have two ducks that's awesome and i got that's a lake awesome. in the back but it's more like it's like a florida lake so it's like Swampy. i want to it's, just, yeah, it's 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 nice but it's like there's there's a there's a gator in there i was out there at night oh, for real that's nice, awesome nice. I seen the eye. I was like, "Oh, there he goes." You, you didn't want no surprised. gator. You didn't want no gator. <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. Breaking twenty-two a gator. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not gonna do it. <laughs> right. yeah. Um. And, yeah. So anyway, so the kids don't. They don't. They don't watch this stuff. They're familiar that's with good. what the characters are, and you know, I've, they they like what the characters look like. We listen to some of the music and the car mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's why they're familiar with these things. Mm-hmm. Um. Where was I? Where was I heading with that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, but the movies that I have watched, because I will like pre-watch them if we did. Oh, like, that's good. Watch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know something like Moana, where you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or just I'm gonna pick the movies where I remember there are a mother and a father with mm-hmm. a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mother and a father. The father is in Moana plays the person that's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. He's the one that you know basically tells her not to do this or that and he's mm-hmm. he's kind of the fool in the story even though mm-hmm. he's the king mm-hmm. or whatever it is and then the other one luca uh, i don't know that's like a i new haven't one. seen that one yeah i haven't seen that one it's a cool movie but uh when you when you think about it the father's played by jim gaffigan and he's a complete cuck the mother <laughs> is yeah the mother is the the stro- she's the leader in that relationship and it's just funny how they can they continue to if there is a father around They'll undermine him completely and drive the culture to mm-hmm. what they want there, mm-hmm. you know. So Wait, yeah, question. that's. Has this been relevant with newer Disney movies or like just? That's, that's new. That's... Lucas, Lucas. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, 
the the idea. So if like we were to go to like the Little Mermaid, or if we were to go to like uh, like all of them, Little Mermaid, same thing. The dad is the dad is well. The dad ultimately ends up being proven right, and like it ends up being somewhat heroic. But there is no mom. But there but there's no mom. The mom is gone and dead before the story Mm -hmm. starts. You don't Mm -hmm. ever see the mom. And the dad is what what is created is this rift between the teenage daughter and the dad and the daughter goes off to like, you know, fuck whoever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I mean, they don't do that, but that's essentially the thing. It's like, I'm going to run away, daddy, because you're an asshole. And I'm going to go cling to this guy who found me on the side of the side of the road or whatever, you know, like it's it's a very pretty woman in in a sense. Um, And it's kind of that way. Maybe it was that was like a movie in the '90s or something, and it did have not conservative a conservative message, but at least it wasn't. If it was if it was created today, uh, oh, it would be super weird. So yeah, well, they did they recreated it in today. Harry Styles oh, is like Prince Eric, and then they had like a black chick play. Uh, so he's gay, uh, like Ariel. Once- yeah, it's, yeah, basically, like yeah, Harry yeah, Styles yeah. is like in a dress and shit. Like now, they said they have done that the whole thing with him. He's doing the fashion, the Russell Westbrook fashion uh, tip and everything. So yeah, it's it's yeah. it's weird. But um, I would That's- suggest there's a service. It's a uh, VidAngel. It's like Angel dot. I can't remember what it. But I can send it to you. But actually, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, ah oh, shit. What's his name? Um, crap. Connor Boyack. Yes, yeah, um, I have his book. Tuttle yeah. Twi- yeah, so the Tuttle Twins, there's a cartoon series. Oh, cool. There cool. now, it's really good, and it's like they have the law by Bastiat as one of the one of the cartoon. Like it's all, and it's like it's really cool too because if you're if you're 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 from your parents are from Puerto Rico, are your wife are you is your wife Hispanic too? Or, no, or she's you, Italian. <laughs> oh, she's Italian. Okay, because well, yeah. my wife's Cuban, so like it's cool for us. Like we. Cause they have, it's, it's like, I don't know which parent, but like their, their abuela is like, I mean, she's, I don't know where they're from. I don't remember exactly, but their grandmother is their little abuela and she's like riding around on a little cart and everything. And she's mm-hmm. helping teach them some of the stuff, but her, her little lark that she drives around on is a time machine. Um, and so they go back to like Bastiat and they visit him and stuff. It's, it's really cool. And it's well, it's really well done. It's much better done than, I would have expected like they actually really put some money into this thing and made it made it legit. Good. So good, um, good. so there are some alternatives. <laughs> I'm just saying, but yeah, yeah, like, there's some people who aren't trying to ruin your kids' lives, <laughs> you know, and and control them. They're they're like, no, look, if you learn this stuff, you'll actually be free when you're older instead of being a prisoner to this insane like oligopoly that we live in. Okay, yeah, no, send that send that my way. I definitely yeah, for sure, for sure. So to kind of take this a little bit different direction, I, I would like to to know, like, how did when did you find out that you had some artistic talent and start applying it to mm. to your life and stuff? Um, yeah. So when I was young, uh, probably since I started like writing, I guess. But my family is artistic, so we're they're musicians. They uh, they draw some of them. And then mm. uh, baseball players are really what runs because you know they're Spanish. So, <laughs> yeah, you can throw a ball once you once you're old enough to walk. Um, so yeah, when I was younger, I used to draw comic books with my cousin, and That's I've cool. shared. Did did you guys see the one that I did? Of it's supposed to be me with a. I cut Bill Gates in half, and I'm like half lobster with the clothes and all this stuff. I haven't seen that. One I haven't yet. seen that one. Okay, no. that one's a, that was a crazy one. Uh. My cousin, I, I paid him to draw draw that for me, so he oh. drew it. and I digitized it, so that's the guy oh, that wow. I'm 
we've always been drawing together and his style is like real crazy different than what I would usually do, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So I did that with him when I was younger. And uh, let me see if I can send it to you. Yeah, send, then, send it to me. I'll try to throw it up on the screen if you can. But uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. And then when I was uh, older in junior high school, I went in, I was in like art talent. So I did that for a few mm. years and then I did some private art school, but it was always like, uh, uh, it was, I didn't, I didn't really want to do that. Cause I don't, I don't like, like I was telling you before, I feel like art, art shouldn't be restricted. If you, if you're doing it, you know, hopefully you can do it and make it look good or make it look how, whatever your picture in your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But when, and when you have a teacher and sometimes they kind of want to direct you this way, or this is wrong, that's wrong. And it's kind of like, it was annoying at, at the time. Mm. Uh, at the time, everything was like still life and things like that. And, and I was more into the human form and mm. like anime was big for me at the time. And then it, now it's big. So now they're actually yeah, in, yeah. in the schools, they're teaching this stuff in the schools. But when I was drawing it, they were like, this is wrong. What are you doing? Eyes don't look like that. His eyes are wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't understand, senpai. You have to- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, so that's kind of like my progression, but I never, I never like tried to monetize it or do anything with it. It was just something I could always do. And then I decided, uh, I think the first piece I did was the libertarian Tupac Dave Smith, where he's holding up the skank hands and stuff. I know the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used that, he sold it on his, he put it on his shirt and did a limited run and it did well. So I was like, oh, there's something here. And I just been grinding ever since. And, mm-hmm. No. How long does it take you to do do one of those? Like where you did because I know you do like the the guests for Josh and stuff like that. Like how? That's, yeah, that's a lot of work. Like rapid fire because he was doing. There was a stretch there where he was like just popping out episodes like every other day, damn near or more. That stretch. So we had. I mean, <clears throat> he. Had, you have to tell me. I told him you got to tell me in like weeks in advance or two weeks yeah. in advance who you got, and I can work on it. Mm-hmm. and it got to the point where like drawing if if i wanted to draw any one of you guys i can do it fairly quickly if i have like a good reference or an idea in my head i can draw you because i have the technique down with the the program that i use now mm-hmm. there's a certain technique that i'll use to draw it's like do a quick sketch on procreate move it over and then vectorize you mm-hmm. and enhance the features that i think should be enhanced so thank god for josh because we did i mean man, i did like a hundred or something probably 150 you honed your skills real quick <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were just like working, working, working. So I did it. I was able to become economical, but a lot of the times it's the idea. So like drawing for Odyssey right now, sometimes the uh, the pieces will come a little slower because the ideas, if I'm not familiar with the creator, I'm like, I have mm. to study them. And then it, it really all depends. But uh, mm-hmm. I've become a little, a little bit economical, at least with the portraits of people or like a standard picture. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by what you do. I mean, Thank not you. yeah, not just because of the the raw talent of of being able to catch somebody, but often and 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 um, like for instance, the thought of of mixing Wolverine with Adam Kokesh, that was <laughs> th- that's perfect. <laughs> like that makes sense. You capture often like something about that person, and it, and it really um brings out some of their personalities and and some of it, it like for instance for people that until recently had had been <laughs> had been following Adam they might not have have um 
have seen you had, that. You had to do it, didn't you, Marcus? I'm sorry. That's how but, me, that, that's actually how Marcus and I met was we were working on Adam's campaign in 2018. And so we that's how we met. Right. And uh anyway. So I, but I won't get we, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that, but I have, uh, <laughs> I have been disappointed in the last several weeks. But anyway, yeah, we'll we'll continue. I, so I agree with Adam about 95% of the things being being a shitbag for the last two weeks is one of the 5% I do not agree with. But he's still a great friend. But my point go. in what I was driving at was that at the end of the day, you captured something in Adam that like Chad and I knew because we mm -hmm. see we know Adam, we, you know, as a person, we see that Wolverine. The claws thing, but, came out this week. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. They were a little but, duller than I thought they'd be, but they were out. Yeah. So <laughs> so um so at the, at the end of the day, we're all about bringing people together. And I'm not gonna call nobody, I'm a fat dude. So so I'm not gonna call people fat. I'm not gonna be mean to people. It's just who I am. I'm gonna be as best to people as I can. And I, I and the, if if I'm fighting libertarians, sorry, just to cover it briefly, if I'm fighting libertarians, I'm doing something wrong mm -hmm. because uh, because the the libertarians, regardless, I don't I think that Nick Sarawak is one of the the biggest pieces of shit that has ever worked the the planet. That's why I blocked him because I don't want to deal with him. I'm not going to fight libertarians. I'm not going to do it. My enemy is the state. But that being said, you brought something to Adam that ca captured that. And from knowing Adam, I see it. And so how do you, is it something you feel or is it just, you just let your hand go? Uh, so it's, it's usually an, it's an idea. So I, I, I'm a fan of Adam or I was until, you know, I, I still am. I like Adam, even though we had some words. You were, you, you were really funny on this when, when y'all were going at it on the, uh, on the tower <laughs> gang. That was like, I can't remember yeah. what you said, but he, he like tried to say something. You, you're like, oh, you waited this long to load that one up or whatever. And then you like came back. I don't remember what you came back with, but it was it was something. Ah, shit, I don't remember. It was you had me rolling. Where did you get? Because listen, I can't on, remember that show, what it was. on that show, we're doing culture. And yeah. I knew right away. I'm like, OK, he's going to come with criticisms of the Mises caucus, which I have quite a few. But mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, that's cool. But we're not here for that. We're here to see which group we would like to genocide. So whenever he was getting serious, I'm like, I was like, this is not what this is about. This this show shows, you know, the right. R word or I don't want to get you guys banned. This That's what this is about. Like, calm down and just, just to throw him off kilter and be like, all right, listen, we're joking here because I like I think he's funny. I was like, mm -hmm. just be, you know, be chill. And uh, I think the fat thing is hilarious, too, if. But if he's doing it like in a mean spirit, it's kind of it's kind of messed up. But it's like, yeah, you know. If you all just I know, posted, it's like, all right, <laughs> dude, dude, all I know. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to get into Adam for a long period of time because I do can still consider him a very good friend. All I got to say is I am not a tiny person. I am not a vegan <laughs> and we've been friends for like four or five years. So, so I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but, um, so there's that, but, um, Back to art. <laughs> yeah. So how I how I like encapsulated. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm insane. It, sometimes. We're all insane. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. Josh would be like, "We're doing this person," and he doesn't necessarily give me an idea. So, so sometimes I'd be like, "What do you think about like, uh, what did I do? Scott Horton and uh, geez, I'm forgetting Everyone. his name from the Tenth Amendment Center. 
Uh, oh, yeah, the, the Pepe Scott Horton one was that was fun to do because mm-hmm. uh, if you meet him in real life and you see him going off on people too, like he, he just like he is on podcasts, he'll he'll hold a sermon right there and, and three in the morning and he's talking about you know Middle Eastern affairs from 1997 and he's like, and this and that. And if there was like sometimes I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, if there was a chart behind him, there would be like red lines pointing to what happened here and he's sm- smoking sure. a cigarette and just going crazy. So I'm like, oh, this is Pepe Sylvia. So I'm like right away, like <laughs> that, you know, just pops in my brain. It's mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's like maybe it's like a meme, like a meme thing. So I'm just basically memeing and then making like I'm mm-hmm. I'm over memeing because I'm like drawing like legit art that takes a while to do. It's kind of stupid if you think about it, but <laughs> it seems to have worked nicely for me. <laughs> for sure. And you and again, you have wonderful artwork. And and you know, I, I wish that I could do what you do because memes are something I do. You know, I make a lot of memes. I I put out, out a lot of quotes from various people, from historical people to, to I've done Adam like crazy. I've done, I I, I make a lot of memes. (laughs) Hi baby. (laughs) He is awful cute. Especially without a shirt on. Anyway. Have you seen seen the one I did with Hotep Jesus? Like that one? Yes. Yeah. That was excellent. Yeah. So I, I did another one of him too when uh, he was coming on uh, Buck Johnson's show where he's like Moses holding the Ten Commandments, but they were like, uh, wow. "What did I write I on them?" It was like the man, like the man, man commandments, and it's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. For him, is it's it's easy because like there's a lot of material. If I'm familiar with this, I'm like I can make something funny that'll be, you know. Mm-hmm. Flipping over a blue check table like Jesus at the <laughs> now he's got a blue check. No, that was the, yeah, the, now dude, he's got it. <laughs> the flipping the tables, the flipping the tables was like one of the most epic. Like that was like he need I hope he has that like framed somewhere or something like that. <laughs> he's he's got to get it framed if, if y'all gotta get that set up because that, that shit was epic. Cause that's exactly mm-hmm. that's perfect. That's the perfect um depiction, I think. For sure. Especially when you read the Patriot Report. Yes. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so with your art, it, it, um, do you think, I, it, just to, again, I like to throw us into weird tangents and stuff. Do, do you think that's God given or do you think it's something you learned? And uh, where do you find, where do you fall with religious stuff? I mean, are you a religious person? Um, are you into spirituality at all? That's something else we cover on this, this uh, channel quite a lot, mm-hmm. but where are you at with all that? Um, is it God given? I, I, I think that uh, maybe some things are, are God-given, right? Because some people, like my dad can't draw a straight line. He can barely, when he writes, like, you know, just regular mm-hmm. on the on a paper, it's like, I can't even read this. It's like so crazy. <laughs> so he could never draw some, you know, but some people, you know, some people can't. I think that, that you're given an ability and then it's up to you if you want to cultivate it. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I have an ear for music. But if I didn't practice guitar and study theory, I'd be trash, right? Because mm. it's just like I didn't maybe, – maybe God gave me this gift, but I didn't put anything into it. So you're not going to get anything out of it. And, and that kind of answers the next question. Am I religious? Uh, I went to church today. Uh, I met my wife at church. I used to play – that's how I met her playing in the band at church. Um, mm. But I don't know. I think, I think religion or – or my my faith is is another thing I don't like to put inside of a box. Like I belong mm. to this church. I this is my denomination. Although like 
you know, predominantly I'm a Pentecostal Christian. Those are the churches that I've been going to. But interesting. Yeah, I take what what suits me and I put it on and I live my everyday life as if there is a God. So I, I do believe in God. I believe in Jesus and stuff. I'm not I'll, you'll never see me push it on you. I'm still going to say wild stuff online or even to my friends. I that's just who I am. I'm not, I'm not going to change it. I, I one of the things I hated about church was like they're like, well, you can't say this. You can't say this. like I'm going to say it. I'm going to say nice. it anyway. I can't mm-hmm. stop saying it. So I'm like, I'm just not going to be ashamed of it. And if you don't want me to come here, then I guess I won't. But I still believe in Jesus. I, you know, I think he died. You know, I think he came back. So that, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Pentecostals are actually one of my favorite kinds of favorite and least favorite. of my, <laughs> Right. My favorite and least favorite. That's every, uh, of, that's every of type Christian. of Christian, Marcus. Every no, time that's a Christian is your favorite and least favorite. Come on. No, now. that's not let's true. See. I like Catholics okay. pretty, pretty evenly. I like oh, Methodists really? pretty okay. evenly. I like, oh, okay. but with Pentecostals, I really like what y'all do. Like I like the, the dancing and I like the, the speaking in tongues, getting possessed by the spirit. I'm all about that shit. There's that's levels, just, there's levels right. to it too, though. Like, so I don't go, I don't go to that. I used to go to a church <laughs> no like snakes. that. Yeah, no snakes, no. <laughs> but like, no, there is like it's you know there there'll there'll be exuberant music. People will be joyous if they so feel, and it, maybe there is. I don't know. It's just for some reason the last two churches I've been to that just kind of wasn't the vibe there. But mm-hmm. if it is, I was like, okay, I guess whatever. Yeah, that's so it's, wait, it's, moving from like Florida or moving from New York to Florida. Uh, is there like, I would say. A difference in their tone and how they deliver certain things you mean in the church yeah in the church yeah the the, the pastor has a southern accent which makes him really <laughs> nice to listen to um i would say that they are more politically inclined to uh you i know i know where this how this guy votes in mm-hmm. in florida okay in new york i knew the guy personally and he's a I knew how he voted personally, but if you just went and heard the message, he has to be very careful about what he says because mm. people there are obviously going to right, right. report him. <laughs> Not report him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the ministry of truth. Yeah. No, they'll, they just won't come. They'll, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. As, it's just funny because his, his COVID policy, he was one of the first people to get COVID. Like when he got it, I, like everyone, I was terrified for him because like we thought people were still falling down in China and shit, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And he got it; he was fine. And his COVID policy afterward was like they didn't, they had to listen to what the police were saying to shut him down, but they were still doing services. They were doing everything. He was like, "Listen, the whole time masks are optional if you want people still mm-hmm. wore them." But for, so that even that right there, they're like, "Oh, he's a right winger," you know. And like then, uh, it's so the, funny that they think that like. like if you want to wear a mask, you can, but you don't have to. They think that's authoritarian fascism. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's like, what? Like, that's yeah. your idea of right wing? Like, uh, okay. All right. That's how That's how bad it's become. That that's a, It's just a signal. Even though it's common sense where he's like, hey, you can, if you feel comfortable. I think they were doing two services. They were like, listen, mm-hmm. if you don't like this one, the next service is for people who really just mm-hmm. want to have the mask. So, you know, good for him. He's trying to preach the message first and foremost, but that right, he's you're telling people which side you fall on, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not. That's how that's how polarized the world has become. So, 
Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's on purpose. This is all divide and conquer, but nonsense. And but um the thing I dislike about um about Pentecostals often is exactly the opposite of what you said. So you're not one of those kind of Pentecostals because generally um they are very fundamentalist and this is the way it is. And if you don't believe that, then you can't do anything else. And I'm not a Christian. I think Jesus is awesome. I think he's all, you know, fantastic dude. Um, definitely God, really cool guy. I'm just not a Christian. I don't think that the Bible's infallible and, and all of that. So I, I like Jesus. I, I think he's I would cool. argue that, that if you're, if you go back to the original Christians, they would not argue that the Bible is infallible because none of them had a Bible yet. But anyway, right. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and to be clear, Bible didn't the, exist the, yet. The, yeah. the old Christians probably adopt my ass. The old, the old, the old Christians yeah. be like, "What do you mean you're not a Christian? You like Jesus? You come on yeah. in, get a seat back in the back." Think, think about how far we've fallen from the Constitution and our founding fathers to right now, and then think about the Bible and what those mm. people intention, what what they originally meant when they wrote this. You know, yeah. it's and I mean, this is thousands of years later, if you believe the chronology. So we know right, seven, right around 1776, 1800. This is like when we got this paper and it's look, look at where we're at from there. So imagine right. the Bible, how much that's been diluted. I've gotten into arguments or I've left. Well, I got kicked out of a church for the, exactly what you said. You know, it's very much like my way or mm -hmm. the highway. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, then I'll, you know, I'll, I've told off pastors because I'm not going to stop not saying what I think. Because so, you're free. Well, all right. So I'm going to read. Yeah, apparently. I'm assuming, I'm assuming everyone is familiar with this passage. But just to give an indication, because this is not like some ancient, like, you know, third century AD um, translation into English or anything like that. Because let's be honest. I don't think the was the Bible even translated into English yet at that point. No, I don't think so. But anyway, just listen to this. And I want you to, at the point that you realize what I'm reading... Raise your hand and let me know what I'm reading. The Lord directs me and nothing will be lacking to me. He has settled me here in a place of pasture. He has led me out to the water of refreshment. He has converted. Who, somebody raised. Okay. So where are we? I, I, it, I believe that you are reading the, uh, uh, the Lord's prayer. No, no, mm. no. Okay. Continue then. I was wrong. He has led me out to the water of refresh, refreshment. He has covered. He has converted my soul. He has led me away on the paths of justice for the sake of His name. For even if I should walk in the midst of the shadow of death, I will fear no evils. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff. They have given. It's Psalm twenty-two. Yeah, I like, knew that. Oh, I just translations that. But my point is, there are so many different <laughs> translations that, like, the one that I know is like, you know, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. And it's, and it's, uh, what is it? Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's how it starts off. It doesn't start off. The Lord directs me and nothing will be lacking to me. Like, all right. So at what point, like, I want to read the original Greek or Hebrew or whatever. I don't even remember which, what, what the Psalms are written in originally. Is it Greek originally? Yeah. So like the Bible was written in Greek first. Mm -hmm. Huh? Well, no, there's some of this stuff that was written in Hebrew before Greek. It was written in Greek first. Look Ooh. it up. Are y'all about to do this? Y'all doing this right now? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's like, night. like even, the, even the old Jewish stuff that's in the Torah, like that doesn't get published until much later. 
Well, no, but I'm but they were it was spoken and and written down by hand. There, yeah, it wasn't published. Well, no, but what? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is like to go back to the actual original language. But if like, you're getting a Torah, what, what it's going to be different depending on who wrote it. Mm. Right, but what? What? So, but my point is like, what word? Did, at what point did did it become about a shepherd? Well, here's the. This is the argument that I made. You know that, what I'm saying, and so that's where like some of this stuff gets like weird for me, like where it's like, man, we're we're trusting some people to translate stuff for us and not twist shit. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. What, what were you saying? That's the that's the point that I make that I get into contention with people who are you know it, you go to church too, and I just I just don't even bring this up to people in church because there's no reason to have this argument. Mm -hmm. But you could read the Bible, and we can get caught over the words of, uh, is it the shepherd or did God lead him in that? I do mm -hmm. not want, or did he lead me through pastures, or was it like, like a brick road? It doesn't matter. Right. What you're reading here is for the message. So mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not sure if Jonah was eaten in the belly of a whale. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. It doesn't. But it doesn't matter. What is mm -hmm. what is the story telling me? It's a parable. They're telling mm -hmm. you how to live, and there's there's a reason why it's one of the oldest books in creation, and why people mm -hmm. still read it because there is value in there. Mm -hmm. So when, it's a libertarian argument when we're getting mm -hmm. caught up on on the minutia of, of a lot yes, of bullshit. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, we're arguing about different different like you know aspects of theology. I'm like, did you do you understand the message here? You know, mm -hmm. there's like um, Cain and Abel. Tremendous mm -hmm. story. We can we can argue about, you know, did did Cain raise the proper cattle or did what was his uh what was his uh you know right yeah it doesn't matter. So what what are you being told here? What can I derive from this story? Mm -hmm. That's how I when I read the Bible or when I listen to some of these messages, I'd rather my time is more usefully put towards what can I get out of this? Like mm -hmm. maybe I'm an egoist. What is this to me? I don't care about what it is to you. I don't care about like, you know, you could be a Christian. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys, you believe you could not believe. Reed Coverdale doesn't. He's an asshole, but he doesn't. He's an atheist. I'm not, I don't care. And I'm not, you know, if, if he's interested, maybe you want to come to church with me. If you're not. Mm -hmm. it, OK, this is personal to me. Right. You know, right. that's what my dad always told me. It was like, like, we you know, people are worried about the evangelical side of it. He's like, this is personal to me. He has a relationship with God. And I look at my dad and I see how he lives every day. And maybe it's a consequence of his relationship with God. Maybe it's a consequence of his upbringing. I don't really know. But, you know, I'm, I guess I'll just do my best to emulate whatever I think he's doing or whatever I kind of whatever result I want to see at the end. That's Jim's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's that, no, that's true. And, and that's why I think I've fallen more towards the the the. I read more of like the writings and the lives of the saints than I do of and not to say that i don't because there's a lot of like mention of scripture and, and things like that but it's um i get i think it's it's folly to get caught up on some of this because like and i brought this up before but i'll bring it up again my baby brother who he teaches like um sexuality stuff um, great guy from like a biblical perspective all over the world but he talks about it he says it's not even a book people describe the bible as a book it's a book because we put it in a in one mm -hmm bound thing but it's a library like oh. bible literally means library it's a it's got a bunch of different styles of books yeah. in it in spanish it's called a biblioteca yes <laughs> right so so you you can't you can't say like that you can interpret every word of it the same way even 
Yeah. Like Psalms is poetry. Yeah. Song of yeah. Solomon is poetry. And it's about right. a lot of sex. You know, <laughs> like there's there's a lot of sexual stuff in there. And there's there's also some like uh I don't know, genealogy books in there. <laughs> and there's some legal books in there. There's like all the, there's historical reference books. There's yeah. self-help books. There's mystical there's, books. There are mystical books. There are books about legends and 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 myths and and the mystical that. ones have been they've been deleted. Those are the yeah. no, those are the I don't hidden. know. Those Revelations of Daniel are pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. but there sure. are a few others. I forget the names of them that are very interesting. Like this, yeah, stuff, it's it's fun to talk about like the Nephilim and things like that too. Like I yeah, I, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, right. No, but that's that's and that's some like. That's some legit stuff like that. But anyway, That's my then, jam. then there's also <laughs> then there's also like some of the stuff that like got, you know, removed from like the, the Catholic Bible that like the, the books of Maccabees that has like the Maccabean revolt where they're revolting against Antiochus. And that's where like Hanukkah comes from. And it's like, well, how do you not how do you like take out the thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to like not you guys have don't this. Need that. Like, like that book doesn't that book doesn't need to be in there. We don't know why they celebrate Hanukkah, but whatever. You know. Anyway, it's just, it's just kind of bizarre. One of like one of the worst books ever made is the, the Book of Job. So again, did that really happen to this guy? Because what an awful story. I mean, the mm -hmm. guy kills his wife, his cattle, destroys his land. I think he gets sick at some point mm -hmm. just to see if he'll. You know. And it's like, man, why does God do all that stuff? But well, God didn't do it. God just allowed the devil to do it. But anyway, why would God like, allow the devil to do right, that? Right, right. right. It's just. But then and the part that always bothers me is like at the end, he's like, well, then I gave him a new wife and I gave him more kids. It's like I like my wife right now, and I like my kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. give me like, oh, you got better kids now. He's like, yeah, Fuck those other kids even. <laughs> I think. I think too, though. A lot of times, I think. I think when we, because I've, I've, I'll just speak for me. I've gotten into that. Um attachment to this world and to the people the the physical realm that i'm occupying right now and i think that the the for me at least the larger message there is that our relationship with god isn't about that isn't about our wife and our kids it's about the souls of our wife and our kids that we will live with in eternity with in union with god mm. and and to be attached to it now and to allow um the forces of evil to to trick us into compromising eternity for the immediate for the physical for the immediate gratification that's why we're in that's why the whole world is in the trouble that it's in wow. is because we have disconnected eternity from the immediate we we have we have said no i want this whatever it is right now like th just the abortion issue like we have people who are way too okay with murdering their own child yep. because they don't want to have to deal with the financial hardship or yeah. not having not being able to go to concerts or whatever the fuck else they want to have this is low and, time preference argument that's yeah or or jordan peterson said it actually a few years ago uh one of the name of his names of his chapters was uh do what's meaningful not what is expedient mm -hmm. nice very important. Yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and talking about the, the parts that got 
deleted from the Bible and stuff, I strongly suggest, I suggest this to everybody. If you have not had the chance to read the Gospel of Thomas, please do so. Um, it was deleted from the Bible. And I, my opinion is this, the, now I'm going to misquote it, but this is a paraphrase of what it mm. says towards the beginning. And this is the reason that I believe it was uh, omitted. When you're trying to establish a global church, this isn't going to work real it well. It said COVID you. was created in a lab, so they <laughs> Yes, it did. It did. And, and then they kicked it right the fuck out. It was... You, know, you have to delete this tweet. <laughs> right, and then right. you can have sure. your account back. Right, for sure. But, but um, in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says... And like I said, this is going to be close, but he says that the kingdom of heaven is not to be found in buildings of wood and stone, but it's to be found in the human heart and in the air that we breathe. Mm. And that idea that that God and the kingdom of heaven isn't in some building where you it isn't going to work for organized religion, but man, it works real good for a mystical experience in union with God. That works real good for that. Mm. And what, why that one in particular, I suggest to people, one, because it's not that far off of canon. It's not that different mm -hmm. from what's typically written. But it's also the oldest, the oldest of all of the Gospels. It is um, written initially, the one they have, the one they have found. Um, they've actually, I think, found two. But it was found, it is the oldest and it was written in Aramaic, which was the language that if if Jesus was real, it would have been the language that he spoke in Galilee at the time. So it, it is the closest that we can prove exists of what Jesus actually said. And it's not gone through a bunch of translations. It's not been changed and altered in a bunch of different ways. The only translation has been from the Aramaic into English. And so um, I really suggest it because it really captures what I see as Jesus, mm. which is the lion of light who came to f set the world free. And that that's found in that book. So I, I just throw in the plug in for, for yeah. the gospel of, of Thomas. That's how I, that's how I feel a lot uh, that it is. Yeah. Like I, for a long time, I didn't go to church and people are like, Oh, you got to go to like, maybe, maybe not, you know, maybe it's kind of, what I, like you said, it's in your heart, whatever you're thinking, whatever you feel. Um, but there is something about going to church every so often and uh, kind of I think it's about it's about the community. So, so mm -hmm. to kind of bring this back to the, the whole libertarian thing, uh, it's important that we build a community, that we build our own culture together, because if Hotep we're kind of hotep and build, if you're if we're like in our own separate corners of, you know, America or the world, doing our own thing separately. There's not really, I, I don't know. There's just something strengthening and something. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that actually falls into their strategy of isolate and marginalize. And then mm -hmm. you can, you just pick people off one by one that way. Whereas yeah. the more we're united together, the, the, the more, and it doesn't mean we have to be united in everything, but we, we have to at least be able to, um, to put small differences aside long enough to, to be able to survive against, People who literally like they, as Michael Heiss would say, they they they're all too willing to napalm children. <laughs> so, like, this is not the the person who's arguing with you on Twitter about the the principles of libertarianism mm -hmm. is not this is not the enemy who is yeah. you know is 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 the the real enemy. 
And I get caught up in that too. I argue, I argue with people. And then sometimes you're like, oh God, he's so, he's so, so annoying. Right. But then you meet them in real life. Like you go to like a Tom Woods event or something like that. And they're like, oh, these people, it's like, these are my people. They're, mm-hmm. they're cool as mm-hmm. shit. I don't care what you look like. Right. I don't care what it is. Like if you're here, you're my people. I know like, like you keep saying, you don't want to throw me in a box. We share 90%, 95% of the same values. Mm-hmm. That's your community. Yep. Hotep and build or Mises and build or whatever the hell you got to say to yourself. <laughs> right. Even, even these bitch fuck cucks like Nick Sarwark, he's a, he's a douchebag, but I guarantee you, you uh-huh. have more in common with him than some of your own family members who mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. think you're disgusting, you know, mm-hmm. for what you think. And it's, it's just unfortunate. Like how they, I think Trump, Trump broke a lot of these people, man. They've lost their minds. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think a lot of these people were already broken. Trump was just the little pushover that uh, yep. the government needed on us. Like, to be honest, he was the, like, yeah, he, he exposed was, the cracks. He, he, didn't he exposed it, and mm-hmm. he most definitely showed how oblivious people are to actually paying attention to what's relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I think yes. to to begin wrapping up, um, I think one of the the best quotes that kind of encapsulates this is one of uh, one of my favorite anarchists. Her name is uh, Voltaire Declare. She said, and this is a quote. I called it up. <laughs> she mm-hmm. said, "Every anarchist, as an anarchist, would be perfectly willing to surrender his own scheme directly if he saw that another worked better." And I think that 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 kind of sentiment is what we're talking about when we're talking Mm -hmm. about these issues is I don't know that I'm right about everything. I I don't believe it or not. I don't know. But these ideas make the most fucking sense to me that I can that I can get out. Mm -hmm. Show me something better, please. I want I want to not have to fight this shit all the time. I would love to 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 be able to just take a nap and 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 take a moment to not be fighting for freedom for a moment but mm-hmm. i can't because these people are trying to murder and steal from me you know, <laughs> you know a lot of the reason why i did so why i why i feel the way i feel now especially about the whole disney thing we were talking about all this stuff it's just like you know what i'm out of new york i'm out of i am i i've taken myself out of this hellhole where Literally, you practically live in Disney now. Yeah, I'm mean, ruined. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, yeah, this 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 might not be bad. I might not have to get a permit. It's um, the, the stress, the stress, and the pressure of New York, like the traffic, yeah, yeah, the people. Um, even my like from my job, just all kinds of like the stupidity. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm out of there. I'm leaving mm-hmm. that. And you know what? I'm just gonna do. I'm. Gonna, I have to enjoy myself because I was. Yeah, I was exactly. Bye. I was. <laughs> stressed out and i felt like it was affecting my health at some point i was mm-hmm. getting anxiety and i was like you know what this is i just I just can't anymore so mm-hmm. i'm gonna do what makes me happy and i don't mm. i don't really care what anyone else thinks but yeah that's that's it's kind of where i'm at. I'm like i have to do what works for me <laughs> mm-hmm. not not a, not a political scheme but what works for me right now mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're gonna have to go with but if right. if more people did that if more people took a greater deal of ownership of their own situation, a lot of this other stuff wouldn't even matter. It was just the, the, the fact that people have, 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 you know, I don't know. They, they've uh, delegated that authority to other people. And then they're like, wait a second. I didn't. Yeah, you did. You gave them that authority. Like you, when you abnegated your response or, or abdicated your responsibility, you, you, 
I've been reading a lot about abnegation. So that, that word slips in when you abdicated your responsibility, you gave that responsibility to someone else. And now that someone else, when it's time to pay the piper, they're like, yeah. So remember that shit that you didn't want to do? Well, we did it. And uh, this is what it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. And, and so people get upset about that, but like, no, you, we, we have a responsibility. And that's why, again, I go back to the, uh, and I, I'm not trying to like play a victim card or anything like that. The, but the attack on, on masculinity on men mm-hmm. is directly targeted at that. It's not the, those of us who, who are pointing this out. We're not the problem. Like we're not the reason why this shit is the way that it is, but we can recognize that the people who have been uh, taken out by it, that they've been taken out by it on purpose because the best way that you can subjugate a whole population is by cutting the nuts off of the men. For sure. Another one interesting thing that I think about, because that's, that's always in the forefront of my mind. It's like a, a masculinity thing, but I, <laughs> a lot of the opposition that I do see, even though it's run by the state, it's like this is very feminine, feminine, like weak feminine energy. The yeah. attacks that are that are being, you know, laid upon us constantly, it's stuff that a high school girl would do to another high school girl. Yes. It's yes. not man shit. Like if we got a problem, Chad, and it's gotta go to blows, we fight right after we'll be like, all right, whatever, we're done. That's mm-hmm. like right. masculine energy, mm-hmm. you know, buttheads squash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something different, but it also can't last. Like you could mm. see their their mm. their depravity and desperation. Ours. Yeah, when I see like so their Ministry of Truth and all this stuff, fun to make memes about, slightly concerning because it's very 1984 ish. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're completely desperate. This is in this is in response to maybe Elon buying Twitter or you just losing control of this culture because they were trying to start this mm-hmm. before. You're losing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sit here and watch. I'm just going to keep ignoring you, too. That's mm-hmm. the best thing. Yeah. Like, ridicule you, and I'm still going to do this over here. I right. guess I'm a federal criminal doing some some of the things I do, but okay. You know, Nico had his narc hat. I might as well throw this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I wore this to Hotep Nation weekend, so I might as well. No, just uh... Honestly, the way, the way shit is going now, you're – at some point, you're all criminals. You have broken the law because there's oh, so yeah. many laws about dumb shit. Yeah. But it's like, what am I supposed to do? You, you know, know how many I times just... I jaywalked in Chicago, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Isn't there, a, isn't there a book about like three felonies a day? That's like the average that we commit every every day. Because, and we don't even yeah, know a, cr- a crime a day. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, the average, is, I think, is three felonies a day that like we right. don't even realize that we're, we're. And it's just like, yeah, that just shows you how it's it's set up to be like. If we wanted to enforce this, we could. We could. <laughs> yeah. Like your ta- like tax week, you know, ta- tax day was like a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Like there's so much of that stuff that like I was talking to the lady that does my stuff. She, she was like, yeah, you know, they told me that like because I do so many um, so many people's taxes or whatever that they can come and audit these signatures that they, they have for like different things, you know, to verify that you, you know, you did the shit that you said you did or whatever. She's like. They told me they can come audit me for this. Oh, I know what it was. It was like I, I was out of town doing it because she's in another town like three hours away. And so I had to have like a document that my wife, it was okay for me to sign for her and everything. And she's like, as long as I have this stuff, like it's cool. I don't have to send it off or anything like that. Or no, she, she didn't even have to keep it. She just had to see it. That's yeah. what it was. And she's like, they they told me that they would come and like they could come and audit me for that stuff. But she's like, 
they don't even have time to like process the shit that they have. Like it, it literally comes down to like that's why some of the people who did get targeted over the last five years, it's legit targeting because you know they don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to, you could lie about you know fifty grand every year on your taxes and get away with it if you did it right, and they would never even notice until you right. until you like until uh, you say something they don't like <laughs> and then they'll yeah. be like pull that dude's social security number yeah that's why the sec is investigating elon musk that's why exactly. uh uh man, what, what's the government agency that they're they're suing library and mm. and ripple i forget the mm-hmm. it might be the sec as well yeah yeah they suck but yeah so they they've noticed a little rift in the matrix library yeah. is shaking things up with free speech and data storage and they're they're attacking them at any angle that they can, so that yeah that's what they're there for. And it's I don't know I just can't I, I can't live my life like like constantly like this anymore. So I just I got to do what makes me happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and and I'll say this too about you know we we talked about it before about like Elon you know the the so it's cool like I think it could be cool for Twitter to to and we've already seen some some of the effects um, that it, it's starting to open up a little bit more, but. It, Hopefully it will, and that'll be better. But I, I will say, like one of our other uh, friends, um, uh, Cyprian, formerly Vin Armani, like he he was talking about how like we got to be careful. Like this is there are a lot of people who were working on projects, free speech platforms, and things like this that they stopped their work mm-hmm. because mm. Elon Musk, or or they they may be in the process of stopping whatever they're working on because like oh no. Twitter's Twitter's the place. Let's go to Twitter now. And so instead of actually making the centralizing, next, yeah, yeah, instead of making the next thing, you 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 may be stepping into a honeypot because I don't know. Like it, you know, this thing may last a couple of years, but who knows what happens if they like crack down and and Musk is just like, yeah, you know what? It was fun while it lasted, but uh, they closed that door when they came in, and they told me what I you know sort of the same thing that happened to. Twitter when when it happened to Twitter five years ago or whatever Twitter went from the wild wild west to like 1984 dystopia type shit real fast. The thing about Musk and I got to throw this in here with this particular subject is that he has already said that he will follow whatever law the local government has, Mm -hmm. whatever law they put on it. So a bunch of fucking status went. Nice. All right. So that means we need to write a law. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Earlier today, I said, you know, so they'll just write an unconstitutional law. And you know what they call that in Washington, D.C.? Tuesday. So, <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I they hope call that, it law. Right. <laughs> unconstitutional hope, or not, it still becomes law in a lot of cases. Right. <clears throat> I think I think we don't know his intentions. We don't know his motives for buying this thing. I, I tweeted, uh, he's he's red meat for the right, you know? Mm-hmm. So just be beware. But, hey, if, if you're going to open up the algorithm, if you're going to be chill, then whatever. I'm yeah. going to ride it. But, I'm going to ride it, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to be I'm gonna be watching my six, too. I'm watching you. I'm watching <laughs> you. I'm not putting a freaking chip in my brain, Elon. Mm-hmm. No way. Sure. So to bring all of this together, I, I did uh, think of a quote that I thought brings us all together and and kind of gets to the message that all of us have kind of been talking about. And this is an unusual place to find a quote, but that quote is by Aleister Crowley. And I think that all libertarians uh, or freedom-loving people, they might call themselves Republicans or whatever, can agree on. 
we can all come together around this one quote, and that is repeal all laws which assume that mankind is a herd of cattle. And if we can just get behind not being a herd of cattle, which is what we're talking about, the, whether you're talking about the people controlling what happens on Twitter or you're talking about what you have to put into your body or wearing a mask or any of the nonsense that they're doing, we're humans and we're adults. Stop fucking trying to control my goddamn life. I am not cattle and you. I am not owned by you. It's that simple. So let's throw that out there. So as you go forward, man, What's next for Top Lobster? <laughs> What's ne- I am uh, I am going to continue to do a homestead here, try to be as self-sufficient as I can as the world collapses. Although I don't think it's not going to it's not going to get as bad as we warned, but it's going to get weird, I think in mm-hmm. the in the media future. Um I'm going to continue to do artwork, which I have to do, I'll continue to make t-shirts, continue to influence culture. I'm working on uh like doing animation, it's very hard. Uh, it's a very hard segue to get into because the programs seem similar, but they're vastly different. And you know, um, yeah, I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing and uh, talking to the people that I talk to. Very interesting people like yourselves. And thank you. And and I, I and keep keep learning. Yeah. So Nico, you got any last thoughts? You know, um, one, uh, we glossed over this, and I didn't want to take us into a segment or a tangent but uh what's your favorite anime dragon ball z okay respect yeah i mean it's, it's <laughs> standard but dragon ball z it's okay. the first one yeah first one um, I and i was like damn that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also um where can i buy your t-shirts you have, i'm fairly sure they have the uh, link below i tried i tried below. to pull the i tried to pull the site up and i can't Chrome reset the last time I did, so like it's still asking me for permission to sh- to screen share. So I can't pull up the screen share. I'm gonna have to like redo that the next time we get off, and I keep forgetting to do it. So anyway, I, my apologies. I know you sent me the link. I, yeah. I tried tirelessly to do it. Y'all probably saw me like glitching and everything while I was trying to do it. Anyway, I it's all good. If you've seen it, you saw the one that I was talking about. I sent it. Yeah. In the- in the DMs, uh, you go to Top Lobster, how you spell it, uh, right over there, toplobster.com, mm-hmm. or on Twitter, Top Lobster underscore, because I my previous account got banned, so it's Top Lobster underscore. Right. You can sure, find me sure. there, yeah. So yeah find I, I, I rock with your artwork. I most definitely mm-hmm. will be yeah. hitting you up. <laughs> thank you, yep. thank you. And Links if you're in the bottom, if I can quote uh, an, uh, an, an anarchist, not an anarchist, but his lawyer, Louis Ling's lawyer, said, my client couldn't have been uh, planting those bombs because he was at home making bombs. Since we're doing the whole anarchy, that's my, my, my favorite anarchist. I put your feds hat on. Come on, guys. Awesome. We're gonna- that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, shit. That's good stuff. Uh, I, that's, I was not familiar with that quote. That's a great quote. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that awesome. was his That was his defense. That's a great defense. Amazing. Yeah. And you know how, his, how he not, ended up. He was not planting those bombs. He was like... I think it was dynamite. Yeah, he wasn't planting the dynamite. He couldn't have been because he was at home making his own. Tremendous. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Well, yeah. So if you can stick around a little bit after uh, after we get off, I got I got a couple of things I want to throw at you because there might be some stuff. I got some uh, anyway. Some folks I know who might you might be able to link up with to to do some stuff that might be uh, I don't know productive and profitable for you or whatever. But uh, okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, so um, 
this has been this has been great. I, I I really think it's it's always fun to take to bring people on to. Um, I know a lot of times we probably like went over some stuff that you've been over with other people and everything, but hopefully we touched on some things that you haven't you know done on other podcasts and everything, and got a chance to like explore a little bit of uh, of your yourself to the extent that you want to expose yourself or whatever. Um, you know, with with uh, with our audience, we appreciate you coming on and doing that because I think um, it's always good to get, get into, I don't know, like your, your home life and, and some of the things like how, how you came about all this and, and how you arrived where you are. It's, it's, it's interesting to us. And I think it, our audience finds it interesting too. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we appreciate you coming on. I sure. did for sure. sure. Actually, before we sign off uh, yeah. this Saturday, if you go to Robbie, the fire Bernstein's Twitter, He's doing a comedy show at my place. This that if you're in the the Lady Lake area of Florida, or if you're okay. in Florida, get a ticket. Come on by, man. We're we're chilling, chilling out here. It's gonna be a good time, and we're building community. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, look, that's that's where that's where it all starts and ends. Honestly, like if we if everybody did what they what they try to do to the whole world, if they just took care of their own family that way and their own neighborhood that way none of this other shit would even be necessary. Like yeah. it, it, it becomes necessary to people. Somebody getting a phone call. Yeah, um, my dad is trying to call me. Like, no, all right. Know. Tell him to take that shirt off. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, but yeah, so much of this stuff is like people trying to control the whole world and they can't even clean up their own room. You know, like it's, it's some, it's some messed it's up a, stuff. It's another Jordan Peterson thing. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, appreciate you very much for coming on, and we appreciate everyone else for uh, for joining us tonight. And Marcus, you know the deal. Send them home. All right, everybody needs to stay free. <laughs>